Show in the Pacific Northwest. Here's my dad to his boyfriend and friend. Hey guys, what's going on? It's episode 260 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live from the Lush Schwab Studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Yeah, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, we're going to talk about kids and COVID and getting vaccinated, and it seems like a lot of the parents out there that have got vaccinated aren't too excited about their kids getting vaccinated. We're going to talk about that. Also, what can rich people buy? I think that'll be pretty stunning. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Stop wasting your life. Stop wasting your time. And, Ron, this is interesting. I think this is a Harvard professor. That is, he has taught himself to do one thing, and he's also taught his class to do this. And now it's kind of had this ripple effect. It's out in the news. He talks about the one thing that we should do in order to stop wasting our time. And I think what he was referring to is all of us, and I I don't know how these numbers, they, they say on average that we spend 127 minutes a day just goofing around on social media. Just social media. That doesn't mean our time on the net or our time answering emails or our time uh, reading the news. Just on social media, 127 minutes a day. And he said, you know what? 127 minutes a day on social media, that's costing you something and you should pay attention to it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to explain this first and then I I my first reaction in my to this story was to push back against it. So what he's saying is take whatever uh, a dollar amount you make per hour. Uh let's just say it's $25 an hour. And then average uh, American, it's $29. Okay. So $29 an hour. So they say, take uh, the average, what the average American make $29 an hour. And then multiply it times how much time you're spending on social media. And then before you log on, say this inter, this Facebook session or Instagram session is costing me $71 or whatever it is, uh, whatever the thing is that you're doing online. And so I get that. And like he's, uh, an Ivy League guy and like they're very money driven and so i get it wait My, a minute ivy league guys are very money driven or just this particular i ivy think league many guy? ivy league people are, are money driven they are okay so yeah. i my initial reaction to this was like you know what that's i don't want to do that i don't want to convert every activity that i do all day into a dollar amount so if i pick up my guitar and I play that for 15 minutes. Should I think, oh, that just cost me, you know, $14. No, no. We, so we should say he, he's, he's talking about things that we do in our lives that are self-destructive, that maybe are enjoyable in the moment, but they're not good for us or things that we do that we don't want to do. And we sit there and we tell ourselves, I'm not going to spend hours and hours and hours on social media every day, or I'm not going to get hung up with what my family members are saying on Facebook, or I'm not going to sit here and get in these Twitter wars. So picking up your guitar, playing your guitar, engaging with your guitar, something that you enjoy, 
that's not the thing that he was talking about. He, he is talking about self-destructive behavior, things that just aren't helpful or things that you're doing that you've wanted to quit and stop, but you still give it a lot of time and attention. That, that's a, that's a really good distinction. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I, I did not, I still think that converting your time into money, all the, all the, for everything is the wrong way to do it. Like at the very end of it, that can't be the only thing. So like, for instance, if you're like, oh, I, I want to stop drinking, let's say, is it really the dollar amount that's going to make you stop? I don't think so. You can go, oh, and I've heard people do this. I, 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 I smoke. And so I'm spending, well, I don't even know what a pack of cigarettes is, $10. Let's just say it's $10. I'm spending $70 a week. What's a pack of cigarettes cost? Uh, it's, I think it's in Washington state. It's like nine or 10 bucks a pack, but that it, inevitably they don't, people don't stop smoking because it costs them $70 a week. Six twenty eight a pack, not in Washington, not in state. Washington state. No way. So, so I don't believe it unless you're happen to be super driven by money. So if you're super driven by money, this will probably work for you. If you're not, think of all the people, you know, that, that smoke or that drink. It's not the money. Like they go to the store every day and they buy a bottle of wine for $12 and they drink a bottle of wine every day, seven days a week. It's not the $12 a day that's going to make them stop. I don't believe something else has to make you stop doing that behavior. And so I think framing it up just in dollars and cents for me, that's not going to work. Yeah, but it, but because you're not motivated by that, but I can see where this would work for someone else. I, I do. No, I, I agree with you. For if you if that is your motivator, then going oh me we just wasting an hour on Facebook cost me seventy dollars. Yeah, that, I think that would work for some people. I, th- I, th- I think what it does and the value that I see is sometimes we don't. I, I think what he's really talking about it's not the money motivation, but it's just understanding you know what your time is worth. Uh, I have a friend who's in commercial real estate. And so she has people that want to talk to her all the time. And so she would sit down and she talks to people all the time. But at the end of the day, she there were no deals. There weren't a lot of deals coming out of this. And she's like, I got bills to pay. So she decided to start telling people that she her time was worth $500 an hour. And people are like, you know what? I want a half hour of your time. She's like, okay, it's $250 for a half hour of my time. Then they get going and went, wow, this went really went well. Can I get another half hour of your time? Yeah. So so now, and this is years later, now she charges people $2,500 an hour for her time. And people gladly line up and they gladly pay her for that. And they should pay her for that because she's a genius and she's probably the best in Seattle at what she does. And she put a dollar amount on it by letting other people know that, hey, I value my time and I want you to value my time too. It's like when, when Ed Ewing was here with the major Taylor project and now uh, he's gone on uh, and he's doing some, some, some great, great things uh, since he left the Cascade bicycle club. And he's an act, act he's an African-American activist. And he says at times what he has had to do, because now he has all these companies because he's been the executive director of a lot of cool things. He has all these companies that are contacting him and saying, and in fact, Windermere today, the company we work for, uh, Obi Jacoby, who runs Windermere, uh, put out an, a pretty incredible email that said, hey, uh, when the Black Lives Move matter really started, we wanted to look really internally at our company to see if Black Lives Matter. 
uh, to see if we are just kind of on the outside looking in when it comes to social justice. Are there things within our company that we can fix and improve? And, and, improve? and he sent out an email today following up another email that we got at the first part of the year and said, hey, these are some of the promises we made as a company. Now, here's what, I, here's what we are doing as a company uh, to be part of this social movement. Because when it comes to real estate, real estate in so many ways has been so unfair uh, especially to black and brown people and a lot of times to women. So I, 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 I think to place a value on things, because there'll be companies then like Windermere that will call Ed, right? And I'm not saying Windermere did this, giving you an example. He's had a lot of great companies call him and say, hey, we wanted to pick your brain and get some advice. We're a pretty white company, and I'm not, and, and I'm not talking about Windermere now, but we're a pretty white company. And we want to do good in the world. And we think Black Lives Matter. And Ed, you're black and you've been the executive director and you've been a part of a lot of movements. And so Ed used to do those things for free. And now what he does is he tells people, you know, my time is worth this much money to come in and to help you and your company understand what we can do when it comes to social justice and getting more black and brown people involved in your business. It's worth something. So the takeaway that I got from the article is just valuing your time. More no, I totally agree. With just you. not throwing it away. The thing so. where it goes off the rails for me, like going back to your friend that charges $2,500. If she then goes out on Instagram and goofs off for an hour, she didn't lose $2,500 because there were now, if she blew off another appointment to, to do that and it was problematic, then she did. But I think where it breaks down, yes, value your time, assert that and put that out into the universe. But I don't think we can, we, I want to not for me, and maybe I shouldn't point this out to anyone, but me, I don't want to break down my time that everything I do has a dollar amount attached to it. I think that that would be counterproductive for me. What about a pizza amount? Pizza amount per time. Now we're in. (laughs) (laughs) See you on the other side of this. Hi, I'm John Greenland. Hi, I'm Lauren Greenland. We sat down with Ron and Don and we sold our house for far more than we thought we would ever get. When it comes to your real estate journey, it truly is one of life's biggest transactions. Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. We we questioned them and interviewed them together and it seemed like they were the perfect couple where, you know, Don was the kind of energy creative, you know, force of nature. And then Ron was more of the holding the kite strings and just the two of them together and their knowledge with flipping homes and uh, Seattle and especially uh, Queen Anne market. We just thought these guys know what they're doing. When you're trying to sell a home and you're trying to get it on the market and you don't really know where to spend your energy or your money. It really helps to have somebody who knows the market, knows the process, understands construction that can just point you in the right direction. So I really appreciated that about working with the team. A realtor in the past would come by and basically just unload a huge list of everything that they wanted us to do. And then they would leave. You know, Ron and Don were not like that. They they were with us every step of the way. John came by numerous times to help us pick up yard clippings, to throw stuff uh, in his truck so he could take it to the dump. When I said what I thought we could get, they were just kind of dead silent. Like, you can get a lot more than that. We got an offer above asking. Yes. 
And, and, and our asking was actually above what we thought we were going to ask. So we were thrilled. With Ron and Don, you get two great minds that perfectly complement each other. You get the data and analytics, you get the creativity, the drive, and the energy. They are, they are the complete package. We, yeah. have, we love them. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Sign up for the nation news at ronanddonradio.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to 260 of uh, the Ron and Don Show. And I just want to tell you, when it comes to taking a property down, uh, you need some help. You need an advocate. And uh, that's what Ron and I do. We're advocates for you. In fact, uh, we, a lot of times, will go early on a property. What does that mean? They have an offer review date. They say, wait six days. Other agents wait, and we don't. Because we know legally, if we give you a great number, legally in Washington State, you have to show that to your seller. You can't ignore us. And sometimes real estate agents on a Sunday night, they're having a pizza party, they're out for drinks, and they don't want your offer. And they'll tell you the seller's not taking offers. In reality, they just, they've had a couple martinis and they do not want to go over your offer tonight. Hey, if you're going to bring a house on and you're going to put up your phone number, I'm going to call it. And sometimes I'm going to call it 8 o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock on a Sunday. And I'm going to share my offer with you. And we're going to see if we can take that thing down. So you got to make sure you have a strategy in a market like this that's so aggressive. And that's what Ron and I offer through the Ron and Don sit down. We explain to you our process of how we take a house down or how we sell a house, how we repair it, how we bring it to market, and how we make sure that we don't leave any of your hard-earned money on the table. RonandDonSitDown.com is the website. You can sit down with us virtually. You're under no obligation. It's just an opportunity for us to get to know each other. It's about 45 minutes. So let's sit down. Go to RonandDonSitDown.com and you can reach out to Ron. You're under the obligation to have a great time with Ron and Don. There you go. There is one obligation. Yeah. Ron at Windermere.com. We've got some pretty cool camp mugs that say I sat down with Ron and Don. So we'll make sure you get a couple of those. Let's talk about COVID. Uh, President Biden has now come out and said by July 4th, he wants to see if they can get 70% of all Americans to be vaccinated. Uh, we talked about this before. One of the big problems that they're having is in rural areas. And it's one of the reasons why a lot of city slickers initially were driving all the way out to a place like Ellensburg going, huh, somebody doesn't want the vaccine out here? I'll get the vaccine. So a lot of that was happening. And now what we're beginning to see is there are people that aren't showing up for their appointments. They're not showing up for their second appointments. Here in America, we feel like this thing has blown over. We just saw some stats where they say our numbers are the lowest they've been in the last seven months. But boy, then you turn on your TV set, you look at what's happening in India right now in their fourth wave. That's what happened to us during the second wave. I think they are on a pace right now to break all of our records. So this crisis is not over yet. And the fear is the mutation, right? The mutation. So number one, do you think Joe Biden can get us to 70% if that gets us a herd immunity? And number two, Ron, uh, what about kids? Because two-thirds of the parents out there, two-thirds of the parents, and some of them that are vaccinated, saying, we don't want to vaccinate our kids. And uh, and it looks like kids age 12 and up 
those vaccinations are going to start here in the next couple of weeks. The, the curious thing to me, and, I, and if you have a chance to go check it out, John Oliver, one of his recent episodes, talks about vaccines. And the whole thrust, of, he goes through all the, 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 the misnomers and the rumors online, all that stuff. At the end of it, he said, I can't convince somebody that's unconvinced. And he said, don't even send this link. Like if your family member is, is uh, doubtful of the vaccine, you're like, don't send him this link. He goes, I'm not going to convince them. Even though I've just spent 20 minutes going through every single objection and giving the actual science, he goes, it's not going to work. And he said, and I found this to be interesting, and I don't know if I believe it or not. He's like, the only thing that convinced them, he goes, you have to do it. If it's your sister or your brother or your relative, or your friend, listen to them. They're not crazy. People, people aren't nuts. Um, they have a reason why they don't want to get the vaccine. And so it's up to, he goes, it's not going to be a YouTube link that convinces them. It's not going to be a Joe Biden speech. It's not going to be a politician somewhere sending out a video on their Twitter. It's going to be you. You're the one that's going to have to go, hey, tell me why you're not getting vaccinated. Let's talk about this. Well, it's because the vaccine happened really fast. Okay, there's an answer for that. Are you are you willing to listen to the answer? That's good. I like that. Uh, well, it's because you know we're it's a giant petri dish. They're just testing this out on on the humans. Okay, there's an answer for that. Do you want to? Do you care to listen to it? And and so there are these people, like you said, in in it's not one block. People like to go, oh, it's Republican men. They're not getting vaccinated. Well, they're not. They're not a monolith. Some of them do, some of them don't. But if someone's in your life on that, um, talk to them, listen to them. Why aren't they doing it? Now they did. There was an interesting piece uh, about Black Americans not getting vaccinated. There's a reason. There's great reasons. They have. There's a Tuskegee experiment where they gave Black men syphilis just to see what would happen Mm -hmm. Uh, for years. They injected it and lied to them. So, yeah, I might be distrustful if I'm a black man of like, I'm not letting the government stick a needle in my arm. So talk about that and go, yeah, that's true. Tuskegee really happened. If we went to a a place together and I got the same shot you got, would you do it? Like, like there would be, there's conversations to be had there because what the, the science is saying now. Uh, is that it's not 70%. It's not the threshold anymore for herd immunity. They're saying it's going to be upwards of 80 to 90%, and that most experts now are saying the way America's going right now, we're not going to reach herd immunity. It's not going to happen. And so we are now going to go forward into this new America where it's just going to be a reality. COVID is going to pop up here now and then, uh, and it's going to flare up in a community or it'll flare up in a school. It will flare up in a hospital, an old folks home, and it's going to have to be tamped down because we're just, we don't have the strength of will to get to herd immunity and it, it, it mutates. There's variants stuff comes in overseas. And so go, going into 2022 and 23 and 24, 25, uh, there it's going to be just a battle. You'll be like, Hey, COVID broke out at so-and-so junior high last week, and they're on lockdown. That's, That's just going to be the new reality. I always ask people, I'm like, did, did you beer bong back in college? They're like, oh, yeah, and they start telling you beer bong stories. And then I'll ask, like, how many beers do you think you drank while you were in college? And then how many shots 
do you think you've taken in your lifetime? Like, and I don't mean shots in the arm. I mean, like, just like Jägermeisters. Yeah. You are taking a toxin every time you do that. And I'm not trying to kill the party, but you're taking a toxin and injecting a toxin or consuming a drinking toxin. or consuming a toxin every time you, you drink alcohol, for instance. Think about some of the crazy stuff that you have done in your life and some of the risks that you've taken and just some of the crazy stuff that we put in our body. Do you like charcoal food? I do. I, 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 I love, I love, I'm, I'm like Donald Trump. I love a burned hamburger. I, I, I don't, I, I love like a grilled, like a really grilled steak. Like a crust on top. I do. I love I do, that. I do too. I love that. Horrible for you. Absolutely just Horrible. For you, if you don't get enough sleep at night, we keep hearing horrible for you. So I look at some of our other behaviors and some of the things that we do, or some of us that have maybe smoked all different types of things, or snorted different types of things, or drank different types of things, and then and then we're going to push back on on this vaccine without really having maybe all the answers. This is what I tell people when people are like, "Oh, you got the vaccine," and I'm kind of surprised that I have to defend it with some people. Uh, and I just say, you know what? It's because I want to see my mom. I miss my mom and there's no way uh, that my mom is going to allow it. There's no way that my mom was going to allow us to be around each other with her, uh, her battle against breast cancer numerous times in her life. It just, I did it out of respect and love for her. So that's my answer. What's yours? We'll talk more on the other side of this. Today's show is made possible by your friends, Ron and Don, licensed realtors with Windermere Midtown. When you're ready to sit down and strategize about your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, before you uh, get out of here on episode 260, let's just hit a couple headlines here. Uh, Headline one tonight. Uh, Why do you think dentists are so busy now that we've gotten uh, on the other side or we feel like we've gotten on the other side of COVID here in the, in the U.S.? Why do you think dentists are so busy? I would say because you, you can't help yourself looking at yourself on a Zoom screen. That's right. Even if there's like 10 people on the call, you yeah. just fixate on yourself like, man, do I sit like that? And does my smile look like that? And really? Like, what's going on? Like... I need to do my background and like <laughs> just looking at yourself all the yeah. time. What, and what could, do you have confidence? Let's, like sometimes I smile and I'm like, that's a really nice smile. I should smile more. Uh, yeah. You know what I was noticing today? This is funny. You say this today. We are in an office meeting and I was looking at everybody's resting face. Yeah. So my resting face sort of looks like a frown now. And on the inside, I feel like, oh, I'm yeah. neutral or even happy. Yeah. And my my resting face sort of has a bit, my the corners of my mouth go down a little bit. Yeah. And I was looking at one of our office mates, and I was like, man, his his resting face, he looks happier than my resting face. <laughs> and it bothered me. I don't know what you do about that, but it bothered me. <laughs> it's like, can the dentist make my the corners of my mouth go up? Yeah. Anyway, people are off to see the dentist because they want to get their teeth cleaned, but uh, also... A lot of people are, even older people right now, are getting braces. Well, the other thing they said is like, okay, we can, uh, I'm always wearing a mask. I'm uh, at home so I can get these braces and they'll be off by the time I have to go back into the public sphere. Yeah, yeah. Bill Melinda Gates, uh, we've talked about this. They've announced their divorce after 27 years. 
What would it be like, because uh, we're starting to see information leaked out. When she was upset with Bill, she went to an island when it was decided they were going to get a divorce. To stay on this island was $132,000 a night. And Bill wasn't a- allowed to come because everyone's mad at Bill. We don't know why everyone's mad at Bill, but everyone's mad at Bill. But the family came $132,000 a night. We understand that her and Bill, as they decided, because they decided back in March that they were going to go through this divorce, which is... You go back to April 2020, they had just bought this incredible mansion for $43.5 million uh, down in San Diego. So we're going to see what happens with that. If you ever see Bill out, he's always drinking Pepsi. He loves, loves, loves Pepsi. He doesn't drink alcohol. He's always having Pepsi. And I've seen him out in restaurants sometimes. He'll just have four or five Pepsis going at one time. What I didn't know is that he owns a lot of Pepsi, especially Pepsi in Mexico. He owns lots of shares. So it's been leaked out now that he gave her, because they own the majority of a railroad uh, up in uh, Canada. So they're sitting there going over, what what does Bill get? What does Melinda get? And uh, what do the kids get? What does the foundation get? It, it's been announced. Bill gets Pepsi. He gets, he gets the Pepsi plants down in Mexico. Melinda is going to get the railroad, almost all of the railroad up in Canada. What, what's it like? Because usually when you're going through a divorce, you're trying to figure out, you know, who gets the bed and uh, who gets which nightstand. And we have two matching nightstands. You get one nightstand. I get one nightstand. Let's, let's, let, let's pull out an axe if we have to, and we'll chop the bed in half because it's a pretty nice bed. These are usually the conversations people are having, not who gets the railroad and who gets the Pepsi plants. How am I supposed to answer this? I was arguing over a coffee maker when I got divorced. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know. They it, own 20% of AutoNation, and they're trying to figure out who gets who gets AutoNation. Does Bill get AutoNation? It's got to be like a Monopoly game. I mean, yeah. just the assets that they're moving around. It, it's. Um, I think back to, to Bezos' divorce as well. Like, it's it's unfathomable. Like that amount of money, you just cannot, like, it doesn't make any sense at that scale. Like it really doesn't. That's what's so cool about McKenzie who turned around and she married a local high school science teacher that, that teaches down in Auburn. Uh, and it's just said, Hey, my job is just to get rid of, and she's already given away $5 billion of her wealth. And she said, the goal is we don't need a lot. Uh, and the goal is to give most of that away. And I really believe her. And, 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 and Jeff has not signed that same letter uh, to get in, nor should he have to, right? Just because McKinsey decided to do that. But I think it's interesting. She got this windfall of billions and billions of dollars. She decided to say nothing negative ab- about him and his affair. So who knows what was going on there? And then uh, found love again, has gotten married, and just said, "Hey, I, I like being married to a high school science teacher. I think that's pretty cool." It is cool. It's an interesting. It's an yeah. interesting story. All right, one story uh, you really liked from the headlines says, "If your brain feels foggy and you're tired all the time, uh, you're not alone." That's from NPR, right there. Yeah, they said this is was hard for me to accept. They said that this past year, even if you've done well, which I think uh, we've, you and I have done better than than average, uh, said it's traumatic. And I actually went to see my doctor a couple of weeks ago. I was like, it, like, I just felt tired. I had this brain fog to talk about. And I was like, can you just like do a 50,000 mile oil change here and just make sure everything's fine? Like, everything checks out. Like biologically, I'm fine. So I was like, huh, okay. 
Well, like I need to up my, uh, you know, the cliche, the self care game and, and figure this out because I was like, well, maybe something, you know, something's up health wise or whatever. And I, the full checkup and everything's fine. So like, for instance, I'm, I'm booking a massage. I know I like them. I, I just need to carve out the time to do it. Uh, that, that's not going to fix all my problems per se, but like, I read this article, I was like, oh my God, like other people are doing this too. Mm-hmm. Where like, you just, I don't know if, you, if that happens to you. Oh yeah. I, and I get a massage. Like the last massage I got was probably seven years ago. And then I got done with the massage. I'm like, why don't I do this more? Or when I travel, I'm like, and I'm on a plane and I'm going somewhere and you're, you're, you start, I, I get past the fear of being 30,000 feet and, and you start thinking about where you're going and what you're going to do. And then you get there and you disconnect and you have a great time and time starts slowing down. And then toward the end of your trip, it starts speeding up and you don't want to go home. And you're just like, why I got it. I'm not going to live forever. Why don't I do this more? Why don't I do this more? Why don't I, why don't I have th- th- this balance in my life more? And and I think what we're going to have to do is 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 in the si- same way that we have learned to time block being at home, uh, and it, it just this COVID thing, and being a parent, and and working from home and being on your laptop all the time, and your kids being on their laptop all the time, you get to the end of the day, man, and you're you're smoked. So we're sitting in a room right now. All my son's boxing stuff is in here. And what we do now, because we we have the same thing that you're feeling, Ron, is we we come in this room. I got on this Peloton bike. We turn on Rocky music. He starts boxing, uh, and then we set up a circuit of five or six six different exercises, and and we just we just get in here and get our blood flowing, uh, just to get the brain fog to lift. But I'm 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 with you. The the self care thing is 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 a real thing. And and let me know if you find a good masseuse, because boy, I. I used to have a masseuse when I lived in Arizona, and it was the masseuse for the Arizona Cardinals. And I would teach a spin class there, and then I would go in and see. And he would only massage me with his elbows, and oh my god, it was so painful. Uh, and I would be sore for days after that. But it would unlock things in me uh, that have never been unlocked since then. So I'm I'm really glad that you're doing that. I think that's great. Yeah. So you're not alone. They're not, there's nothing wrong with you. Uh, this has been traumatic. So the, the takeaway of the article was like. Don't discount the trauma that's happened, even if you feel lucky or fortunate or you uh, feel like you've had a better break than most. It's the trauma is still there and your brain has been on hypervigilance mode for a year. It's not meant to do that. Yeah. Finally, more people traveling. My mom's traveling. Uh, airports are starting to get busy. Uh, I know that that you're getting ready to uh, do some traveling here. Uh, what's going on in that big brain of yours about uh, about traveling and 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 going to see the world once again. I just took a thousand dollar gamble last night. I said, uh, me and my brother and his wife did a Zoom call, and we're like, we think we're going to be able to go to Italy in September. So we booked four Airbnbs. The amazing! I, I should show them to you. They're all super hosts. I don't know if you know what a super host is. I can explain it to you after we're done here. Super host sitting right here. Uh, and these places in Italy, seven reviews on this super are host. incredible. And it's like we just we gotta book them. Let's just book them. Uh, roll the dice and believe that we're going to be able to travel and that they'll accept our uh, vaccination paperwork or whatever by September. And so I'm just, I'm optimistic. I think you should book something. Yeah. And, so and do you feel like you're, it. because super hosts have, have different agreements. So if, if you run an Airbnb and, 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 and I run five of them 
Uh, Are you a farm in Italy with inside an olive grove with a well, pool? Well, yeah, there you go. So, so the question is, what kind of Airbnb did you sign up for, and are you able to get your money back if it gets canceled? I didn't even read that stuff. We just, oh. uh, my brother's wife was getting so excited about a couple of these locations. I said, I'm just going to book it. Okay, and we'll figure it out. Because uh, because before COVID, uh, I if if somebody called me and there was, somebody was sick or people were getting married and they're not getting, I would always work with them and I would give them their money back. And then COVID happened. I had a hundred and eighty thousand dollars in Airbnb business on the books, hundred and eighty thousand dollars. And so people started calling, and and Airbnb reached out and I've shared this story before and they said, Hey, we're going to share in the pain. And they said, you don't have to let them out of their contracts uh, because of the contract that they had signed with me. And like, I, I could not live with myself. So I let everybody out of their contracts. I didn't do it. Cause I felt like Airbnb was going to help. In fact, I found out after the fact. And then that's when we found out Airbnb gave away all their money, like in one day. And I got a check for $7 and 69 cents. Uh, I still think I have the check around here somewhere. Now there's a big lawsuit of hosts going, wow, Airbnb profited. Uh, we gave up lots and lots of money during COVID. We got no relief from Airbnb. And now there's a lot of hosts out there that are that are suing Airbnb because they said you 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 profited from this. And I just think that's crazy. That that platform is a great platform. Uh but if you're dependent upon it for your livelihood, and now you're gonna turn around and sue them. Uh, I think they did the best they had with the information and the money they had at the time. And if you remember, they were going to hit their IPO right as COVID came down. Uh, and and I'm surprised in a lot of ways that that business is still around today. So anyway, I'm we, glad you guys are going. That's yeah, cool. we booked four. And my brother just wants to know. He doesn't care if we see the Vatican. Doesn't care if we see the Treve Fountain. He just wants pizza in every city. I thought you guys just did that trip. Not in Italy. <laughs> Hey, you guys, keep your head up and your shoulders back. Don't forget to hit subscribe. And our show drops every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And go back and listen to episode 259 if you didn't hear the one on Wednesday. Uh, Those are two of my great friends, Joe and Jennifer. They're my real estate mentors. And if you're thinking about getting involved in the real estate game, uh, they have some great suggestions in there. I think you're really going to like. Don't forget, if you want to sit down with us, ronandonsitdown.com. And we do sit down starting at 730 in the morning. We do it virtually. It's a 45 minute conversation just to see where you are on your real estate journey and to see if we can help. And sometimes you might be a year away and that's okay. Still okay to sit down. Let's sit down and start having a conversation and figuring out uh, our strategy together, whether you're a buyer, seller, or an investor. All right, ronandonsitdown.com. Right, Ron, directly, Ron at windermere.com. And we'll see you next time. All right, head up, shoulders back, and don't forget, you're listening to the Ron and Don Show. Only, 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 on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Keep your head up and your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.